Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the Dorenda Wilson Podcast. I'm Dorenda Wilson, wife to one, mom to eight, um, ages 16 to 30. I'm a Nana to seven and a 25-year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of The Unhurried Homeschooler and my most recent book published by Zondervan, The 4-Hour School Day, How You and Your Kids Can Thrive in the Homeschool Life. It's been really fun. The book's been out since June 29th and I've just been getting such great feedback and I wanted to share what one mom uh, said in her review on Amazon. She said, Dorenda does an amazing job of covering all stages of homeschooling from the early years right up through high school. This book was just the shot in the arm of encouragement that I needed before getting started for the year and will be on my reread list each year from here on out. And I love to hear this. So please go check out the four-hour school day. It's widely available, and you should be able to find uh, find it at your favorite bookseller. It's also available as an audiobook, which I know a lot of moms really love so that they can keep their hands busy um, while they're listening. And um, so thank you. Thank you for those of you who have left reviews and sent me just wonderfully encouraging messages. Um, I really, really appreciate it. Uh, the podcast has been going, has been growing like crazy. We're nearing 34 to 35 thousand downloads a month and nearly 600,000 total downloads. So it's been amazing to see what a, a little plotting, a little faithfulness can do, but you know, you moms all know what that's about because that's what we do as moms, right? And I could not, none of this could happen without you, my faithful listeners. So thank you for listening and thank you for sharing the podcast. Today, I am really excited to be talking about adventuring together. Um, Many of you may uh, already have seen this book that's been out for about a year now by Greta Eskridge called Adventuring Together. And I am excited to have Greta here with us today. She is going to be sharing um, just her heart and sort of some of the messages in her book. She is a second generation homeschooler, a writer, a speaker, a porn fighter, and an adventurer. She's the mom of four kids, ages 10 to 17. She is married to Aaron, who has been an artist for 23 years. Welcome, Greta. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Well, I'm excited to to dive in here because, you know, um, being a second generation homeschooler, I, I'm sure that you are, um, it's, it's always a little bit different when you're homeschooling your own kids. Am I right about that? Yes. Because <laughs> that's what my daughters tell me. They're starting to homeschool their kids and they're like, Mom, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm fairly confident, but this feels really different because now I have the responsibility for these kids and I didn't before. I was just helping you with the other kids. <laughs> Yes, it is different. Um, but I agree with them. The confidence that helps a lot because mm-hmm. um I I can say, well, you know, I turned out okay. So I'm gonna yeah. believe that my kids are gonna turn out okay also. Exactly. And I think it's really not terribly different than many of our experiences where we can look back um and, and there were some good things that, you know, whether we were traditional uh tra- Let's see. I would, what would I say? Educated in the traditional school system or homeschooled, um, we can look back at the things that we loved about how we were educated, and we can do the same thing with our kids. I I got I just got the greatest quote and a piece of advice from my seventh and eighth grade teacher. Um, he said, 
this was the advice that was given to him when he started teaching, because back in the day when uh, when he was first um, teaching, they threw them straight from college into the classroom. And he said, all, the only piece of advice they gave us was uh, teach the way your favorite teacher taught. And I thought, what great advice. You know, we can pick and choose the things that maybe we look back on and go, man, I'm so glad I did that thing. And I'm so glad we did this, that, and the other thing. And we can um, pull that into our own experience with their own kids. But I am so curious to find out from you um, sort of like what led you, um, maybe give us a little bit of background, you know, as you, you know, decided to homeschool and all of that. And then that inspiration that came to write your book, Adventuring Together. Well, I I love, actually, you gave me such a great segue because what you just said about teach the way your favorite teacher taught is really um, kind of, it's a part of the story of my own education, educating my kids, and then writing this book. Because um, it, adventuring together, um, the idea of, of the book and, and what I share is really composed of two parts of my own educational journey. One, relationship, building relationship, building connection, which um, was a critical and, and um, one of, to me, the most valuable parts of being homeschooled was mm-hmm. my mom and my dad really used our homeschooling journey to cultivate relationship with me. And I can recall so many specific instances of that being part of the homeschool journey. And um, I recall those moments, truthfully, a lot more than, you know, what I learned in math or or history or whatever. <laughs> but I can recall waking up every morning and um, laying in bed with my mom while we both drank a cup of tea and read the newspaper together. That was a connecting relational moment that happened Mm. again and again. Um, And so that was something I wanted to pursue with my own kids as part of their homeschool journey. And then the other part, which harkens to what you said as well with this idea of teach the way your favorite teacher taught was um, growing up, I loved the Anne of Green Gables books read them many, many times. And even as a, as a teen, I was always so struck by one of um, the main character, Anne Shirley, one of her teachers, Miss Stacy. Mm-hmm. And Miss Stacy taught, she took the kids out of the classroom and she made nature come alive to them. She made learning come alive to them by taking them out into the world to learn and didn't just stay inside. And I remember even as a, as a kid being so attracted to that and thinking when I grow up and homeschool my kids, I want to do it like that. Mm. And um, I took then those kind of two really important tenets to me, building relationship and learning outside in the world um, and created that environment for my own kids. And um Doing that for the last 12 years of homeschooling, um, that has been what I've done. And it's adventuring together, connecting through adventure, building relationships, um, whether we're building relationships with one another or building relationships with our learning. But we're building relationships, making connections through adventuring in the world around us. And uh, that is what I write about in the book. 
I love it. I love that phrase. It really stands out to me. Um, not just building relationships with each other, but building relationships with learning. And I had never actually thought of learning um, as a relationship. But you're absolutely right. It's it's a process. It's a um, it's something that every child needs to sort of make their way in. And so, in so many ways, it really is a relationship. Yeah, it is because. We want them to care about what they're learning and we don't care about things if we don't have a relationship with them, right? Exactly. We care about people because we have a relationship with them. We care about um, learning because we have a relationship with the things we're learning. It matters to us then. And I, I never wanted my kids to just learn simply because I said, you have to do this, but I want them to care about what they're learning. I want it to matter to them because I want them to be invested. Right, right, right. I talk about that um, quite often about owning what they're doing, you know, whatever that is. But I love the idea of calling that um, actually a relationship. Because I was, as you were talking, I was thinking, you know, we develop a relationship with ideas. We, you know, just there. I think that's just really interesting, and, and it's so true. And I and I love, you know, as you were describing it, it just felt so organic to me. You know, like I'm thinking about just being out with my kids and, um, you know, this one's doing this and this one's doing that. And these two are maybe doing something together and another one might be talking to me. And so all of that um, is very relational. And I love that. That's such a great, that's such a great picture. Um, I love the subtitle of your book as well, How to Create Connections and Make Lasting Memories with Your Kids. Because at the end of the day, as parents, those are like the foundational pillars, Um, you know, the the kinds of things um, that we want to develop with our kids, you know, Um, as a mom who's got, you know, basically seven kids grown and one still at home and just absolutely rejoicing in the fact that my husband and I have great relationships with every single one of our kids. And and I and I credit that obviously first to the Lord, but the second thing is just I think the tool that he used for that was homeschooling, was doing what you're talking about, making these uh, connections and these memories with our kids, you know. And it doesn't have to be like expensive. It doesn't have to be something that you, you know, it has to be so, um, I don't know, conjured up. I felt like our greatest adventures were the organic ones, the ones that just happened naturally. But tell us, um, why do you consider connection to be so incredibly important? Well, um, just like you said, that's the stuff that lasts. And um, that's the That's uh, the thing that binds us together so that when our kids um, go away, they know they can always come back to us Mm -hmm. um, in times of trial. They can come back to us um, uh, just to be with us because they simply have have always enjoyed being with us and Mm -hmm. they they know we belong together. Mm -hmm. And I, I have... Uh, maintain a wonderful relationship with my parents. Like it sounds like your, your kids have with you. And, um, I love being with my mom and dad still. And Mm. I think, uh, I want that for my kids as well. I want them to grow up and still want to have that connection with, um, with me and with my husband, but I know that that doesn't happen accidentally. And so Mm -hmm. it was going to take, you know, some, it's going to take, 
work and, and thoughtful, intentional action now to get them to that point yes. later. Yeah. Um, and the other reason I think uh, connection is so important, not just um, because selfishly, like I want to have a relationship with my kids for their, for my whole life with them. But I also believe that the world is growing more and more disconnected. Mm-hmm. And um, there are a lot of offers of counterfeit connection, things like, you know, uh, people are spending more and more time on social media and it's like, oh, I have all these connections with people, but they're not real life connections. Right. And, and it's not that real life connection can't happen on social media, but it's easy to, um, to sort of think you have real life connection there mm-hmm. and you don't. And then to replace real life connection with false connections. Or right. for example, um, you know, you read in my bio that I fight porn and um, that's something I'm passionate about is helping families protect their kids from pornography and to fight the impact of pornography in, um, in kids, young adults and in families. And porn is another example of offering a false connection. Right. And, um, and when we can teach our kids what real life connection, what real life re- relationships look like, then mm-hmm. they can grow into adulthood and reject those false connections that are being offered to them. Right, right. Because they know what real life connection that's absolutely right. Now, my husband, um, he likens this whole idea of our kids understanding what a um, being able to recognize counterfeit versus um, uh, what's authentic. Um, he he was in banking for a very short time, and one of the ways that they trained the tellers was they had them handle only authentic real money for weeks and weeks on end. And then they would sneak in some counterfeit and they always recognized it because they were so familiar with what was real and true. And my husband likened that to, you know, really not feeling the need to expose our children to all kinds of things before they're ready, but rather filling their, you know, their minds and their hearts and their world with, you know, truth and beauty and goodness and things like that. So that when the counterfeit comes along, they immediately recognize it. And and it's the same thing with the relationships. When you've had real relationships and real connections, you know when something isn't real. So um, I love that. I love that. It's, it's just a foundational thing. And it is an investment. Like it doesn't happen overnight. It, you have to be intentional. And, uh, and I love that, um, that you're sharing that. So why do you think Adventure, in particular, is such a powerful tool for creating connection. Well, um, I I think there's several reasons. The first would be that when we are having an adventure, whether it's small or large, um, it it gets us out of our regular routine. Right. Because a lot of times right. with routine, you know, um, routine is good. We all need it, and um, we can thrive in routine, but when we are so, if, if we get stuck in our routine, we can just be sort of plodding along, head down, doing what we have to do, um, that we forget to look up and look around and, and sort of take in the world around us and adventure, it, it gets us out of our regular routine. And so it allows us to look up, look around, um, 
engage with the world around us and then engage with the people who we're having that adventure with. And so I think it it disrupts our regular routine, whether, like I said, it's just a small thing, like just, you know, going uh, for a hike in a new place or something, you know, bigger, Um, actually, you know, taking a big road trip to across the country. It can be a small or large, but disrupting that routine helps us sort of wake up. And, um, and then the other thing that, that happens when you adventure, um, it, it's sort of like speeds up the, the connection. Um, it's like you're, you're hitting fast forward because you're outside of that regular routine and you're, you're not doing the norm. And so you're going to rely on each other more, even of course, you're going to rely on each other more when things are going wrong. Um, but even when everything's going great, it's just, you are outside of the norm. And so you're going to have to, um, sort of pull together more Mm -hmm. because you're, um, you're not doing the regular old thing. And so it, it just, it speeds up that, that connecting time. Right. Right. I think what I hear you saying is that that it, it presents new challenges And so things that have to be some obstacles that might need to be overcome. And whenever we overcome obstacles with others, there's a bonding that happens automatically. Um, They don't have to be, um, they can be negative obstacles. They can be positive obstacles, you know, but either way, um, they do create that connection, like you were saying. Um, So can you still adventure with your kids if you aren't outdoorsy? I love that. (laughs) Yeah, um, I get that question a lot. And and I think you can, um, for sure. Um, You know, I, I think that um, there are lots of ways to adventure. And we automatically think, you know, oh, adventure means I'm going to, you know, put on hiking boots and wear a backpack. And camp in a tent and pee in the woods. Um, And and that's, that's great. If that's the adventure that you love or your kids love, or you're longing to try that. But if you're not ready for that, your adventure can be reading a book together. Right. Um, You know, my mom, for example, who like, remember I said, like I have incredible memories of connecting with her. Um, she is not a, a, an outdoorsy, adventurous kind of gal. She loves to be home. She loves, uh, you know, reading a book with a cup of tea. In fact, that's what we did a lot. That was how we connected and adventured together. She also had um, some pretty severe physical limitations that kept her from doing things like going hiking. Mm-hmm. And so, um, our connecting tool um, was to adventure through books. And those are some of my deepest and dearest memories of connecting with my mom. So you can adventure um, uh, in all sorts of ways. You know, you might be a more of a, I want to adventure with my kids by taking them to museums and exploring the world that way. Uh, you might be like, okay, we can, I, I can do some hiking, but I'd like to maybe do it in, on like, a marked nature trail because that feels right. more my speed. So I think right. it's more just recognizing who you are mm-hmm. um, and then who your kids are and finding some common ground. And then as you begin to do uh, more things together and you adventure more, um, being also willing to grow. So helping them grow and help yourself grow as well and, and push just a little bit 
because that's going to not just push you forward in your adventuring, but it's also going to push you together. Right, right. That makes perfect sense. And, you know, I am, I am that sort of unusual homeschool mom in that I hate camping. I always feel like that was like a requirement to be a homeschooling mom or especially a homeschooling mom of a large family. It's like people would go, oh, do you guys go camping? Nope. And they just looked at me like I had three heads or something. And I'm like, nope. And they're like, well, do you like to, you know, uh, you know, they would say something else re- related to camping. Nope. I want, I like a condo. I, I would like a condo and <laughs> with a bathroom and, you know, all those things that you were describing, you know, peeing in the woods. It's not my favorite thing. And, you know, like if I have to, I will, I can, I've done it before, but <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily choose to do it. So yes, I, that was a great question. I absolutely love that question because I'm right there. I'm right there with the person who isn't particularly outdoorsy. Now, I felt like some of our greatest adventures were, th- were big projects that we did together. You know, like we, our family built a house together. Um, yeah. And it was, it's, it was a huge adventure. I mean, we were contracting a lot of the bigger pieces of it, but you know, um, my, one of our sons helped with the electrical. He worked right alongside the electrician. He did zero schoolwork that semester, zero. And he was in high school and I just thought, you know what, this is our life and this is an experience for him and we figured out how to give him credit for it. And the funny thing is that literally, it was either a year or two later, he started college. It did not stunt anything that he needed to do later on. And he tells us now, he's 26, and he said that was the best summer of his life. He loved working on that house. Um, but our kids helped with roofing. They helped with, I remember pulling up to um, a building at one point. We we lived out in the country, so we were in town and I pulled up to, I don't know, someplace I had to drop a payment off or something. And I parked the car and the the this we have eight kids. And I think the youngest was maybe, he was maybe five or six at the time. So they must've been like eight, you know, seven or eight, something like that. Um, maybe seven and nine or something. And we, I parked the car and, and I saw them looking up and I'm thinking, what are they looking at? And they, and they said, I would never want to roof that, that roof. And I'm like, this is hilarious. Like how many seven and nine-year-olds would, would even notice how a roof, how the, how the roofing was put on a roof or how it was, how steep it was or shaped or whatever. But those are the kinds of things that those were a lot of our adventures, you know, a lot of moving, a lot of redoing houses and things like that. And, you know, we just brought the kids alongside of us and did it together. So, yes, there are lots of different ways that we can experience adventures together. Well, I think what I'm going to do now, I like to keep the podcast fairly short. So we're going to go ahead and wrap this one up. And if you'll join me again for a second one, um, we'll get we'll, we'll go through the rest of these questions and. Um, are you, are you able to do that with me? Okay, great. Awesome. Well, um, you you guys are going to love some of the rest of these questions. She's going to, we're going to be talking about what about teens, you know, how they can drag their feet when it comes to this kind of stuff and, uh, you know, how we can make this part of our homeschooling day. So join us for part two, uh, coming up here soon. 
Uh, Let's go ahead and pray. Lord, we thank you for uh, your goodness to us, and we thank you for the opportunity to homeschool our kids and specifically the opportunity to build relationships with them, to make connections and to make memories with them, Lord. What a privilege and an honor to be able to make that investment. So God, thank you for Greta. Thank you for what she's sharing today. I pray that every mom that's listening would, um, that you would begin to sort of cast a vision um, for just expanding their sense of adventure with their kids. And we just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.